last time on Dice Funk. I think what's happening is that we're all trying to run to get to shelter before whatever this not water rain is going to be. And I think this is when uh, the Sprout, the pig dragon, digivolves back up into its big form in order to fly above us and create some shelter just in case this, whatever this rain is, comes in. We lost our vehicles crossing the oil ocean. I don't like our chances much in this competition. What if we had to have a battle of the bands, and if they beat us, they can join our band? Right now, I don't know that you have any allies as far as going back to the old world. I think most people will be like, no, don't do that. (laughs) We're going to stop you. But I think it's interesting if at least one NPC like Buddy is like, I'm actually down for that because it could help me become, you know, academically published or something like that. Um, But even though that is short-sighted, but I think it's interesting that at least one person agrees with you. Hell yeah. Oh there's my. some Tayaki. Oh, so there's like a little swimming around. <laughs> yes, there's <laughs> there's a little stream of like melted ice cream with Tayaki swimming in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that that's the, the whole situation here. It looks really nice. Um, like, like Trey and us looking at us like and saying to Walter, mm, I don't know if we should eat much from here. I, we unless we're gonna do some carb loading before a marathon. We don't want to <laughs> overindulge too quickly. <laughs> Halt, partner. And you turn and you see a nine-foot-tall Cyclops woman pointing some kind of weapon at your head. And you look back to where Vimble is, and Vimble is gone. You bet, ma'am. We're going to uh, we're going to get to the end of the world. Uh, show that show that nasty old traitor god what's what and kill death. Ah, oh, shucks. Quite a tall order there. Hey, you had an encounter with that uh, traitor god yet? Not yet, but through the power of friendship, anything's possible. All right. Well, you be on your guard. I I heard tell that people who encounter him uh, have their minds shook somewhat. Uh, <laughs> no. In fact, the his level up has made him aware of this, and he has chosen uh, Little Boy Justice. Yeah. I think there's a moment where Red thinks about standing in front of you and stopping you, but doesn't. Uh, as you kind of march past her, but then the uh, animals do. The metal dog, the large cat, which I think as you get closer you can see is actually a saber-toothed tiger from the history biome you were in, uh, and then the, uh, the the candy deer, or sweetheart, as I'm calling it. Uh, all three <laughs> of these large animals uh, kind of crowd around you, <laughs> forming like a phalanx. Um, and stopping your progress and the elven woman behind them says that helm belonged to my friend I saw a spark against the dark and we erupt but it's a slow burn I take a chance we start to dance can't see enough to know to turn around sound of a bonfire carries over Titillates the senses We can feel the heat The chill wind is pushing
I mean, look, if you try hard enough, any sport can be about being on the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially professional groin stomping. That would be one of the <laughs> the more ball-centric. What are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Dungeons & Dragons, that game we play. Oh, yeah. We do play Dungeons & Dragons, don't we? Supposedly, according to rumors... Last we left the adventure, uh, the party made it to the next biome, which apparently is uh, candy and desserts and sweet things. It's some kind of god of uh, food here, and everything looks really great and tasty. In fact, uh, the last thing that happened was Vimble, not Vimble, uh, little boy Justice wandered off, uh, very much like the little kid from Narnia and his Turkish Delight uh, adventure. Uh, I think uh, Sam botched and we found, or Sam failed a roll, and we found him wandering off and then seeing Vimble, which, I mean, on screen we've seen Vimble die and his bones, his taxidermied body dropped into the oil ocean. So we... We know Dark Justice is dead, but uh, we left off on Korvok seeing him anyway and uh, kind of being, uh, you know, separated from the group. So yeah, little little boy Justice wandered off somewhere. Yeah, basically, and you'll notice Sam's voice not in this recording. Uh, This wasn't 100% planned, but I did have an inkling that every uh, month Sam misses an episode because of his YouTube channel. And so it all worked out in a a way that uh, one character who is not here is also the player who is not here. That is some some DM metagaming right there. All right, so I don't know how many of us actually noticed um, little boy Justice wandering off into you know the uh, the 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 side their own side plot there, but I'm going to assume none of us really noticed that, right? Well, we will talk about that in a moment. I assume that that's going to be noticed uh, shortly. But in the meantime, why don't you walk us through your level ups? Because you have just completed the biome of the future. Uh, that arc had a lot fewer fights than I was expecting. Uh, like there was the swarm of drones you avoided with a stealth check. Uh, you avoided both the fight against the second or the first research team and the laser by uh, befriending them. <laughs> So uh, a lot, a lot of combat that could have happened did not, in fact. But you have leveled up. Piccolo uh, got stronger. That's it. One more level in barbarian. One. Le- so I'm barbarian level eight, rogue level one, and at bar- barbarian eight, you get um, skill levels up. And I just did both strength. So now I have plus five strength, and I'm unstoppable. And I have 93 hit points. Just big, stealthy tree going to smash. Big, 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 strong. Big, strong. Big, strong. Yeah. Fantastic. Hopefully someone tries to arm wrestle me or something. I'm really mm. excited. Uh, I'm very excited for the final boss to be an arm wrestling competition. You're going to nail it, and we're all going to be very proud. You know what? I'm just going to make it happen for myself. I'm going to challenge literally anyone to feats of power. Well, I mean, home gang still exists. You could just oh, shout yeah. home gang and demand they arm wrestle you. We've we've not challenged people to needless home gangs in a while. That's perfect. All right. So, Piccolo, uh, are you doing anything particular uh, while uh, little boy Justice wanders off? Are you tasting the ground with your big tree feet? Yeah, and it tastes like sunlight. It's insane to me. And then I started. Out, hey, where does sugar come from? <laughs> <laughs> I, Does it, do any of you know where sugar comes from? I'm just curious. Uh, it comes from little paper packets. 
Okay, okay, but like it's it seems like it tastes like um it tastes like my blood, like my <laughs> sap. And I but so like where does it come from originally? Well, I mean, like fundamentally it is it is sucrose. It is like a, a like a chemical um like a like a chemical component thing. Right. So am I am I am I walking on a field of plant juices right now? Um and then I just I'm asking the just the world like what a slowly horror dawns upon Piccolo about what they're tasting unwillingly. I mean maybe in the same way that if I walked on a rock that had some iron in it, does that mean I'm walking on blood? Because blood also has iron? I will accept this and not think about it further. Thank you. So Piccolo, you are tasting the ground, walking, uh, you know, hither and yon, trying to figure out uh, what exactly uh, philosophically eating sugar means for you. Um, when you come upon a glade of uh, cookies, just like all uh, along the uh, ground here in like rows, like a like a garden would be for fruits and vegetables, and in it uh, you see poking up uh, some horns, some like big. Uh, black horns that look familiar to you. Um, I'm like, oh my god! Wait, do I still have Peter on my head though? Yeah, you have Peter's skull as a swing in your branches. Oh yeah, I I check the Peter head. I'm like, oh, okay, this is still here. Is this Peter adjacent? And I reach out and grab one of the horns. Yeah, you. Uh, okay. Mm. Why don't you make a a wisdom check for me. Oh no, I'm so stupid. <laughs> Six. All right. Yeah, so you are slightly separated from the group, much the way the little boy Justice was last time. Uh, you come upon this cookie glade and you grab these horns you see poking out and you pull uh, around into your like full vision uh, what appears to be Peter the Demon. Ah. Uh, a large red uh, demon man who has these long black horns and you grip onto them and you kind of pull him out uh, from behind this, this cookie tree uh, and he just says hey man wow you're you're pretty you got a lot of colors man you ever uh, smoke any of those leaves first of all I never thought about doing that maybe I will or maybe that's self-harm I don't know but Aren't you dead? I thought, is this not your head? Or do you have, what's happening? <laughs> what's sapping? Sapping. What's happening? <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's what's happening to Piccolo. Kind of get level ups for the other characters. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, Juniper is now level nine. Uh, and that is made up of uh, level six druid and level three cleric. Um, so I've got that scythe now. That scythe's got some pretty cool stats. Um, I, I get free dimension door, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, Juniper took another level of that that third level in cleric because you know that's that scythe was was very instrumental in the whole death uh, reliquary deal and 
that's all just coming back a little bit. Uh, what do I what do I get for this level? Seven seven HP. Um, I can now learn second level druid spells. Um, I learned a new and uh, I, I learned a new spell called silence. Silence is a pretty fun one. Um, I mean the kismet between that and the 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 Duma cult and not being able to speak is on I mean, the nose. right, that is I'm I'm look, I wasn't gonna point it out, but like yeah, I, I got the scythe of the Duma cult and now I know how to cast silence. Um I now have another fourth level spell slot and a fifth level spell slot, despite not yet knowing any fourth level or higher spells. I've got fifth level slots though. And I'll I'll use them I'll use them. All right, so Juniper, you were looking around for vegan options in the dessert biome, uh, you know, finding some stuff, you know, doing a little nibbles. And I think Walter walks up to you and says, Hello, Juniper. How are you finding uh, the tasty treats? Hey. Hey, how, how are you? I am all right. Uh, a little embarrassed about losing foot race with Treyan, but... Uh, it's you know flukes happen from time to time. That is why you play championship game. Even though uh, one team is better any given Sunday, that's what they say. <laughs> I mean, you know, my favorite team is always whichever one isn't the sore winner. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually wondering, Juniper. Uh, every time we have run into you, you are saying, uh, "I just want plants. I love plants so much. I want to look at them with my eyes, and I want to smell them and taste them." Uh, but uh, you have done much of this, and now we are hurtling. We are hurtling towards confrontation with murderers like Zana. Uh, why do you not uh, take your plants and go home? When this all started, I was afraid to go home empty-handed, to go home before I'd seen any of what this place had, and then I was afraid to go home because I was afraid of leaving the group of people I was with because I was on several kill on site lists and trying to head home by myself seemed like a bad call at this point I don't think I need to worry about that I think I'm strong enough that I could go home if I wanted to I could leave now and I've thought about it but I think about the first time that someone mentioned that crafting a corner of this world was an option, and I'm going to be honest, my first thoughts were like, hey, make all the plants alive and vicious and able to just like murder anyone who tries to come up to this world, or uh, something that's going to block people from being able to come up here, because I wanted to keep this place pristine, and I know that that's not... <laughs> not really a thing I should be bringing up on myself, but I still want what I wanted when I came up here. I want all of these plants to be okay and to not get ruined and, you know, like, my my worry was if I go back and take my research back down there, am I just going to lead to some big rush of, you know, every person looking to make a quick buck coming up here to absolutely deforest every interesting plant that I've mentioned in my notes, to the point that, you know, none of them exist anymore the way that plants bat down on Earth don't. And 
I want to find a way to stop that happening. And... I think maybe... I think that maybe Trayon might actually have been onto something with the whole resurrection area thing. Your reason is not perhaps winged? Uh, uh? Walter elbows you. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie, if Gail turns around like right now and says, hey, do you want to get out of here and go home? There's a very good chance I'll say yes, but like... <laughs> You want if you want me on the team helping helping save the day, it just just uh, trust that Gail will wait until after we've saved the world to do that. As you say that in the background, Gail's like, "Look how much I can get down in my golden all at once!" and just e eating a ten layer cake in one big oh uh, you like, open jawed gulp. Oh, you got you got this. Try and try and try and do two at once. Go there. <laughs> <laughs> Just this sh huge egret neck full of cake. Oh, oh God. But, yeah, That's an image. Uh, Juniper turns back and says, Yeah, don't don't worry about me. I I I've I've got my reason. I may not have always done this is this journey's been a lot, but I I know what I'm here for now. All right. I just want you to know we would not blame you if you take the girl and you get on the pig dragon and you ride off into sunset. Uh, you know, many people would do this. Not everyone is cut out to hoist the trophy. I, I, I know what you mean, but also, look, at least a little bit of it, of it at this point is just spite. I lost a foot <laughs> up here. I, uh, I lost my favorite rake in the ball pit. These sacrifices, which are both equal in the amount of suffering I went through, um, they cannot be in vain. And I'm not going. I'm not going home to go. I found. I found some plants, but I didn't stay to the end of the adventure. No, at this point, I I need my my missing foot to be a cool story I can tell people at bars and go. Oh yeah, no, I saved the world from like a corner of the new world from becoming hell. That's how I lost my foot, and not I got pulled through a wall and someone cut it off. I can leave that bit out and I can just talk about saving the world, right? All right. So Tran uh, is level nine. Um, the newest level they acquired is in fighter, so they get some extra HP and they get. Action surge, which uh, allows him once per short rest to just get an extra action on their turn. What will they use that action for? I don't know. Maybe attack six times in a round with P2. <laughs> Who knows? The world is a mystery and will never understand its machinations. Tran, uh, you are also exploring your food options here. I assume a low calorie kind of uh, choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would assume that, like, perhaps the uh, the Aetheropteryx is kind of following along with Tran and, like, just snipping at things while Tran is perusing the options, um, looking for, you know, uh, it's like looking for, hmm, it's like, hmm, well, this thing said, this, this, the label on the back of this leaf says it's uh, no added sugars, but I see a lot of grape juice, and that's a, that's usually a way they work around that sort of stuff. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, while you're doing that, Buddy walks up to you and says, uh, "Hey, Skinny, can I can I chat at you real quick?" Mm -hmm. uh, sure. What's up? 
So uh, we haven't gotten a lot of time to talk. You know, we just kind of end up in the same group. Uh, what do you think about all these yahoos? He says, like jerking a thumb over his shoulder at, at Juniper and uh, at Piccolo. Uh, a buddy has strong opinions about the second research team. Fran thinks for a moment, then shrugs and says, I mean, they literally saved my life. So I'm at the very least grateful for that. Otherwise, it would have been dead for the hundredth and first time, the hundred and second time, the hundred and third time. Ah, so trauma bonding. Okay. Well, I mean, that's not really a friendship, but it's close enough, I guess. Uh, it's more just, I don't, there's been a lot of bit of trauma to say the least, but I just don't have anyone else to be with. So, and they're, well, helping me out and they seem to like the ideas I have, so... That's good enough for the time being. Yeah, everyone loved your your idea, which is why I'm here talking to you. It seems like you have the optimistic approach here. There's some, uh, you know, some D Debbie Downers just because a, a person got uh, stabbed through the chest and died horribly in front of you. I don't think that's any reason to like, you know, frown all the time. Uh, yeah, but, well, what, witnessing a murder is not a reason to have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like animals eat each other all the time you just spend some time in the the savannah watching the life cycle people get eaten they eat it's not anything to get f fucking uh dramatic about you children animals <laughs> grieve each other you jerk gosh I, i'm sorry you, you mentioned savannah I, all i can think of is the baseball team the savannah bananas which is just it's own thing. anyways <laughs> You are just an endless trove of minor league <laughs> team fucking trivia. Um, Buddy says, I was wondering what your favorite uh, biome so far have been. Everyone is always talking about like, oh, there's a, there was a monster. Oh, there was an animal that tried to eat me. Like, that's not the way the old world is, too. Like, a lot of the shit up here fucking rocks. And I feel like you should be able to appreciate that. Some things kind of went a little south in the art biome, but... I mean, there was a lot of stuff to get there. I got some nice silk and some other supplies from there, and it was fun to, you know, just be around a bunch of creative stuff. So those were pretty fun. See, you you love just seeing some rocks and some fucking colorful dirt. That's that you. That's what I like about you, at least so far. You haven't disappointed me yet. I mean, fucking Walter loved that beach, right? It was. Just I've never seen a person so happy. And look at all this candy around here. This, I mean, there was like a swamp one time and everyone fell to pieces. You aren't like embarrassed by that? Honestly, I've been thinking about how nice it's been just being away from some of the dragons from the old world. You know, they're, you know, whenever I was around them, there was always like this constant pressure about like, you know, the next comp, next tournament, the next championship and how I'm supposed to win and therefore I need to be constantly training and no, not training like that. And Oh boy, you got a lot of baggage, huh? That's You got a lot going on there. I think that's why you and this uh, Archaeopteryx are having such a difficult time bonding. You know, you're a complicated individual. Uh, just pointing over to Piccolo as Piccolo wanders away. It's like empty heads. Easy match, easy growth, just not no thoughts, head empty. And, you know, uh, uh, Juniper, as I've spent a lot of time with the Sprout, uh, uh, the, the little boy Justice spent a lot of time with Spider. But, you, you know, two people who just met who have complicated and, you know, 
uh, extensive baggage. Whew. You know, who knows how long that could take to work out. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, given the stakes of this whole race, I guess I've been kind of, whether intentional or not, been putting some pressure on the little guy here. And that's not really fair to him. They just they just want to, you know, hang out and and dance around a bit and, you know, more power to him. Uh, as you say that, Trayan petting the, the top of the Archaeopteryx's head, uh, Laser pipes up and says, <coughs> where'd that big tree go? Uh, and now Juniper and Trayan realize that Piccolo's gone. Uh, what, what do I have to do to, to search for Piccolo? Uh, survival. I think as you all start looking uh, as this roll is happening, uh, Gail also pipes up and says, I think uh, the little boy Justice is gone too. Oh, we got lost in the we got lost in the chocolate sauce. Um, that's a seventeen, and I want to be clear: that's a seventeen to find Piccolo. <laughs> uh, Tran rolls an eighteen to find Piccolo. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you all. <clears throat> 17 and 18 succeed wildly. Uh, everyone starts looking around, and you come to this uh, cookie grove where Piccolo appears to be conversing with Peter the Demon, who you all saw die. And now uh, I guess everyone's in the same scene as uh, we open up on this conversation where Peter says, uh, man, you don't have to go on this whole journey, you know, to like try to make my wishes come true. I'm at peace, man. You just, hey, hey, look at me, Piccolo. Just I'm looking, vibe, man. I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm vibing. What's just, up? Just vibe. You can just why don't you just stay here? Why don't you just put some roots down? And enjoy the sugar. That so well, the sugar doesn't seem right. To be perfectly honest, Peter, uh, Peter, the two and a half minutes I did know you, <laughs> you did seem very chill, but you also seemed to be very uh, into morals. And standing your ground on certain points. I think it was the part where you died trying to protect me because you perceived me to be innocent even though I was killing people when I was not cognizant of what that meant. And you related to that in some way. I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. But anyway, you just don't... I, I'm not entirely sure. Does, like, Should my wisdom check um, like influence how I'm responding to this? I mean, by we're just in the conversation right now. We'll get back to numbers in a minute, but I will say, um, okay. Peter says to you, "I gave you the gift of life, and I think you should, you know, use it however you want. Don't feel like bound. You know, you're not, you're not uh, obligated. You know, that's that's a wild word. It has like three of it's a lot. Is, is there a can can we do like an insight check or something to vibe check whether this is this is actually Peter? Absolutely, uh, Trayan yeah. and Juniper, you arrive on the scene. You're seeing this this part of the conversation. Okay. I'm feeling that Trayan would have disadvantage on insight because he has never met Peter before. <laughs> yeah, if you want to make that choice, I just I'm just thinking here, like five. I'm still fully convinced this is Peter. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter, I just uh, it just seems like. You're kind of, I don't know, but I guess you're you. You're you, man. You know? Juniper got an 18. Uh, Tran got a 12 with disadvantage. He rolled a 12 first. And, yeah, so. 
You got a 12. So a 12 and an 18, it means above average. I think definitely uh, uh, Trayan and uh, Juniper find this suspicious with the highest score of Juniper. You're like, oh, you know, I saw Peter die. Obviously, this isn't Peter. The the thing you, you don't get with only an average is that you don't know if this is uh, a good or a bad intentioned uh, thing, whatever this thing is, but it is not Peter. Yeah, I think I think Juniper's going to turn around and go, I don't know what this is but i think we need to work out what the what the topic of this biome is as quick as we can because i think i think peter might be connected hey peter peter hey hey peter hey bud hey oh hey just want to say um thanks for dying for me it's a little awkward um, I've been keeping your head with me to, like, honor you. I didn't know if... Now, I mean, if you're a representation of, of Peter... Well, you know what? You are, Peter, if that's how you feel. Uh, how do you feel about the head? I feel like it was it was tasteful. And, like, <laughs> you know, we wouldn't forget you. You'd be on this journey with us. Other people said it was macabre. I don't know. I thought it was cool. We're all just bodies, man. Like, we're all just one big organism, right? Like, the space between us is fake, you know? Fuck, I'm just, I'm real, I'm really high. Do you want, I have some, do you want any of these? It's like, (laughs) Peter, like, he's going through his bag of whatever drugs Peter had when he was alive. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (gasps) Ooh. Juniper's gonna say yes as well. Okay. Because I have a, a theory? A thing I want to test? Juniper would like to lick the drugs and find out whether they are just sweets. Uh, roll nature? 18. Uh, with an 18, Juniper, when you are handed these drugs, uh, the first thing you notice about them is that they are naturally cold like these are like mushrooms or flowers that peter picked on his journey at first glance but they do not feel like it they feel strangely uh cold in your hand and this is the second time you've succeeded during this interaction with quote-unquote peter first time i told you it's not peter this time i'm telling you these are not drugs this is all an illusion this is all deception you are being tricked uh it's all part of one misdirection and you become acutely aware that time is ticking away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting real Hansel and Gretel. Aha, look at the look at everything everything nice. Everything you want is here. You're gonna get you're gonna get I'm not getting like you're gonna get shoved in the oven by witches vibes more like aha, it's all secretly poison and acid. I don't know why that's the the way I'm leaning. If that's true, you know what we can do? We can... I can hit... I can hit Peter because their illusion is, like, doesn't stand up to physical touch. I mean, you wouldn't have to hit to do that. You could just try and touch Peter and see what happens, I guess. Okay, I'm just gonna touch Peter. How about that? And do, like, one of those... You know, ever have one of those people come up to you and they're, like, trying to show you how masculine they are, so they, they're like, hey, what's up? And they, like, hit you on the back, like, really hard, and it hurts. And, like, they're, and then they kind of, like, grab you really hard and shake you, but it's, like, a friendly, and you're like, why is this happening to me? 
Can I do that? If you touch Peter, uh, it seems mostly like Peter, except he does feel cold to the touch. Hey, Peter, why are you cold? <laughs> oh, it's my, my, I was in the ice cream uh, area. There was like a, there's an ice cream Sunday mountain, man. You got to go up there. The sprinkles are bigger than you are. Uh, J- Juniper's going to turn around and loudly proclaim, you know, it's been really good catching up, Peter, and I've really missed having you on the team with Pants for Pets LLC. You should come with us. We, we've we got to go head to the end of the world, and, like, we know how you were heading there as well, so, like, come with us. We'll hang out on the way. That'll be fun, right? And Juniper attempts to start walking the other way, like, attempting to lead the group. Yeah, the NPCs are, like, finally, and they start following you, uh, but Peter doesn't, and he just says... No, that's not really my scene. I mean, if if you want to hang out here, that's fine. But I don't want to. I don't want to do any more fights, man. I think I'm just gonna. <sighs> oh, I take a nap. Do you join me? No. 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 I feel like that's, that's mm. a weird thing to ask. It's a weird thing to ask, man. We gotta go. Why is that a weird thing to ask? You haven't taken a nap yet. A piccolo. It's so great. You should do it. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I know you died for me, but we just met. I don't, I don't take naps. Cool. Just, don't, just, don't... just, just wander with us this way and, like, you can tell us about all the benefits of naps while we're heading that way. Uh, I think there's, uh, there are some dangerous people over there. I think I'm going to keep going this way. Oh, uh, what, what kind of dangerous people? Oh, there was, um, some people, they were in the... Oh, they were like goo people, and they were uh, wearing big coats and hats, and they were flying on these big, flappy plant people. Uh, and there was Zana; she killed me. Uh, she's riding on a, a hamster with some guy. Yeah, what do you think of Zana? Do you think what is your opinion on Zana? I mean, you have to admit she's stylish. Yeah, we gotta get out of here. I heard she's kind of ugly, though, and uh, gross. Smells weird. Come on, Piccolo. That's it below It feels kind of cold to the touch. We don't, we don't have to use that kind of language. We're better than that. Oh, I just thought you'd have some feelings about that. I don't know. Also, her eyes are a little bit too far apart. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we need... <laughs> Peter's like... This is a place of positivity and friendship. We don't need to say things like that. Yeah, Juniper is continuing to walk away and hoping that if this thing is trying to deceive us, that it will it will follow if we just confidently start leaving. Yeah, like determining whether it will just try to escalate its tactics if we try to ignore it. Um, uh, it sounds like deception to bluff. Hmm. I mean, for Juniper, it's not a bluff. Juniper is leaving. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Piccolo's suddenly very creeped out. A 13? One, but it wasn't a crit fail. <laughs> Fran rolled a, nat- rolled a natural one. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> no. Zero botch. 
Oh, no one, no one, no one is is being chill and following the plan. <laughs> All right, so we both have a botch and a one, <laughs> two separate things. The party fails, uh, and the way this works is Juniper, you start walking away, and the NPCs are like, "Hell yeah, let's let's ditch this fucking thing, whatever whatever's happening here. This is none of our business." Uh, and if, as as uh, Trayan's like, "I guess I'll follow Juniper," you turn your back to Peter, who uh, just uh, rams his horns through your back, just like Ooh. a bull. Who? Who? Which one? Trayan botched. Yeah, it's Trayan botched, yeah. So. Uh, 21 damage. Uh, Piccolo, you are uh, shocked to see uh, Peter suddenly impale your friend on his huge demon horns and basically pick him up off the ground uh, because Peter's huge. Peter's like a seven-foot-tall muscular demon. Trayan is a kind of, uh, you know, twink <laughs> and is now uh, just impaled on these horns of this demon. Um, Peter says, it'd be a lot cooler if you stayed here. Oh, I'm raging <clears throat> immediately. I'm ra- Wait, sh- oh, I have to roll initiative, don't I? No. What do you do? Okay. I'm I'm raging. I'm gonna attack. That's not cool. That's not what bros would do. That's not a Peter move. Uh huh. I think. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know. Didn't know very long. I'm just going off of vibes. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna rage at first. Okay. And now I'm axe balonian. Uh. <laughs> All three of those hit. Yeah. I think when I get a crit, I also get something else. Hold on. You do so much damage here. I don't think there's any mathematical way for uh, Peter to survive this. So if you can roll for the for the memes, if you want to see the number. But uh, what I'm interested in is you painting me the picture here, because uh, what we have here is Peter the demon has uh, gored Trey in like a bull on his demon horns and lifts him up. And then what do you do? Um, I look at allegedly creepy Peter. And instantly rage up and roll absolute fucking bonger things, hit 20, 15, and a 15. And I'm pretty sure I could do something else on top of that because you I do crit. two more damage dice, actually. So you roll 5d12 for that sequence. Fuck yeah. Yeah. 5d12. Wait, wait. So just roll okay, two more so damage I, dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 22 and 21. So they're just absolutely dis- destroyed in every way. They can't it's whatever they're made of it's it's gone now it's done uh, okay so you slash through peter with the axe baloney uh obliterating the body and what you see is uh snow and ice go in every direction as the illusion of peter is dispelled and all that is left is uh the rest of this uh construct a result of the spell simulacrum the duplicate is a creature partially real and formed from ice or snow, and it can take actions and otherwise be affected as a normal creature. It appears to be the same as the original, but it has half the creature's hit point maximum. Okay, I may so, have um, overdone it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Peter would not. Yeah. Peter would not have survived that, let alone this duplicate who crashes to the ground, and you see uh, kind of the snowy hands with, as the redness leaks out of them. Uh, flip you the double bird, uh, <laughs> Piccolo, and the the head part just says, "Suck it, loser." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to get going, team. Team, go, go. And Juniper starts like power walking. I kind of feel like a Tyrannosaurus Rex is behind us with that energy, so I start running too. Uh, 
I was say that uh, just to clarify the math there. That was ninety three damage. I think that would kill anyone in this current party in one go. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely brutal. But on the wind, as you all start running back east, you hear Zana's like tittering laughter. Just <laughs> yeah, called it. Okay, well we only wasted like five minutes. It's fine. Try and make make your thing get big so we can get flying to the finish. Uh. <laughs> Everyone get okay. Everyone get on the dodo. Come on. Uh, as we've discussed, this is very important for the final uh, leg of the race. Here, uh, there are four members of Pants for Pets LLC who uh, you control, and four you do not. Uh, three of them have flying mounts and can double up. One cannot. Uh, last episode, Walter even said, "Are you going to leave us behind? Because not everyone can fly." So, hey. Hey, Trey, and now would be a real good time for that cr- that that crit to just just happen right when we need it most. <laughs> I mean, Trey is kind of nervous and pensive, and like cradling the little like Aetheropteryx a bit, and trying to basically comfort it because he just doesn't like the added like the sort of the pressure is like, oh, you got to get big, got to get big right now. It's like, oh, you got to get big right now, and like after talking with Buddy about it, he's just sort of. You know, thinking on like he's doing the same thing that his culture did to him towards yeah. towards you, his. You little, you yeah. are very correct, but also Juniper's being pressuring because there are people blaming Juniper, like accusing Juniper of leaving you behind before you've been left behind. Yeah, like Tran is sort of like the the, the attitude about Tran is that you know a lot of his upbringing is about this pressure of sort of being a certain paragon of his kind in order to demonstrate the superiority of dragons to prove that they have the right to hoard goods to control others to be strong imposing wills on the world and um because of that when someone like Tran uh shows a potential to do something like fighting they're expected to be the best at it and the only way to be the best at it is to win all the time and despite him being okay with not being first place culture demands that he's supposed to be that way and it and it's gave him a reason to come up here to get away from that and now while he does want to win the race um all he's he's trying to break away from that culture of just uh viewing anything other than perfection as failure and trying to avoid uh, expressing that towards um, the pet, the Aetheropteryx, because it's like, you know, as much as he wants it to grow and be able to fly to help everyone, it's unfair to put that pressure on it when maybe it's not what its aspirations are. Maybe it's not what it's, it's a, uh, uh, its goals are and so train is just trying to internalize and communicate that as well as he can while like carrying the carrying the little guy and running along with everyone else um uh, we talked about dark war Greymon at length a couple episodes ago or from the audience perspective i think it would have been like two months ago uh which if you're not familiar is a digimon episode in which a trainer forces a digimon to evolve and it goes badly and i think the uh the the, mm-hmm. the the kismet there is like perfect and on the nose. And in fact, here's something I want to offer you, 
Treyan as ha- having this moment of carrying the Archaeopteryx, looking at it, uh, thinking about societal pressure and conforming to, you know, expectations. Mm-hmm. If you commit to not having uh, the Archaeopteryx evolve, like Pikachu, just making like, mm-hmm. that's not me. I'm not, I'm not about that life. Mm-hmm. I think you should get a feat for b- being comfortable with not being the best as a destination. So I, I guess the best way to describe it is Treyan, in upon reflecting upon his own upbringing, kind of what that kind of implicates and such, and reflecting upon how it relates to the uh, the Aetheropteryx, um, sort of effectively doubles down internally on shrugging off the societal expectations he was raised with, and kind of embracing internally what he wants to be to be a better example for uh the for the pet so that it can be the best that it can be whatever it wants to be effectively um and that's going to manifest in the feat um skill expert um which will give tran a plus one in charisma um skill training um in uh animal handling and expertise in performance. Uh, basically, more, the the performance just embracing the, you know, how he just grew up wanting to just dance and kind of express himself in that way in society, constantly kind of suggesting that's not what he's supposed to be doing. All right. Now, do you say that to anyone? Are you, are you expressing, like, I'm sorry that uh, the Archaeopteryx isn't evolving, but, like, it's just not right for us. You know, uh, that's not who mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, I suppose, like, as, uh, I, 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 the way that he would approach the situation is as the party kind of gets closer to getting ready to maybe, uh, mount up and fly, he will just sort of just say, while holding the, holding the, the raptor, just saying, uh, I, I have something to say, y'all. Um, I know this is not going to really help us get to the end of the world anytime soon, but I don't think this little guy here is going to be getting any bigger, as far as I can tell. That is that is okay. I understand. No one's trying to force anything. Sometimes being small is good, too. That being said, we have a pure maths problem here. So, as the party is moving east, uh, having lost a lot of time to uh, Zana's simulacrum, uh, you all are going as fast as you can, but you have lost some time, which means you are not overly surprised when you hear something behind you from the west. Uh, it is a telltale so- sound you've heard many times before, the kind of grotesque slapping of hands on the ground. I often say when this creature appears, uh, hooves, and then I catch myself and go, nope. Zorplax don't have hooves. Uh, they are human-skinned uh, mount creatures. Uh, and this is coming up behind you, which can only mean one thing, which is that red is catching up. They are soft like a lover and warm like a friend. Mm-hmm. No they one love would hugs. <laughs> Everyone agrees on this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the only person in the group here who isn't like immediately threatened by red approaching is probably Treyed because 
Cool. Good Good to know you don't have any... Uh, this isn't another character that we like that, that there's baggage with. <laughs> yes. Tra- it's like, tra- it's like trade just suddenly reveals Red uh, killed my family, actually. They, uh, <laughs> they uh, which the old world found my family, killed them, and came back somehow in a cool. span of a Cool. Well, you're going to have, you're going to have to deal with that because I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but... Uh, Trin will recognize this out, obviously, but still running with everyone else at, because we got to make up time. Yeah, so sure, but yeah, Juniper and Tran compare notes and both uh, reveal that they like Red, uh, who has been relatively nice. I mean, she has challenged uh, a number of you to home gangs over the course of the campaign. Well, uh, yeah, but like I've I've challenged some in response, and it's look, I look, I think home gangs kind of flirty, so like Red's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we love the we have home gang. Um, okay, this is a lot. Before I, I, I you know move on, does anybody want to say or do anything before I get there? I mean, I mean, other than just sort of like comparing notes and trying being like, oh, well, that, oh, right, huh, Red? That's gosh, it's been so long. Well, everything's been so long since I've seen anyone, but hopefully, uh, she has a she still thinks of me uh, in a positive light. I don't think I did anything to upset her. Juniper's just reminding herself quietly not to flirt too much, um, considering that Gail's here now. (laughs) Um, All right. And so the consequence uh, for falling for the uh, Zana Simulacrum is Red catches up behind you. She's on her Zorplak. And as she approaches uh, the group, uh, you can see that she, she has a second rider on on the Zorblack with her. This person is kind of uh, swaddled in a big coat. It actually is, in fact, probably Red's outer coat that she wears in Levi's art here, the, the black one, uh, over her, her red dress. So this, this second person is uh, not clearly identifiable at this point. Um, you know what? I've, I've got a wild idea. I want to use my cool new scythe to do Dimension Door... Ooh. To hop over and quickly find out who that other person is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, this doesn't require any dice rolling, so you paint me this picture, and I will uh, reveal who this person is. Well, I'm thinking Juniper's, like, real small, so, like, not not likely to be a huge detriment just popping up on a uh, on, on the back of a mount is one, one small little itty-bitty extra person. Uh, so Juniper cuts a, cuts a hole with the scythe in in reality... And walks through it and sort of pops quietly onto the back of the mount uh, and goes, Hey, been a while. Uh, ni- nice to see you. Who- who's your friend? <laughs> Red uh, turns around seeing you and goes, What in tarnation? Oh, all right. That was a little <laughs> un- 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 unexpected. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I've been looking for an opportunity to try the scythe. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, the person who is also on the Zorplak with you, uh, they turn to look at you, and you get a very clear look at her face. I should say that the with three riders, the Zorplak uh, is going to come to a stop, having been you know significantly burdened. It's not in like, any danger. But this scene is kind of coming to a stop as you see the person on the Zorplak with you. Uh, she appears to be a, a blonde elf woman uh, who you do not know. Uh, uh, Juniper's going to instantly assume this is one of Trayon's uh, group. It's Sid. It's right. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Trayon, you stop and look back when the Zorplak stops. And you see that this is Sid 
uh, the bard, uh, and she looks extremely tired um, as as uh, she kind of gets off of the mount. Red, Juniper, Sid, all kind of dismounting now. You can see she is missing one of her arms from the elbow down, which is new. Is this one of the ones that Trayan had assumed was dead? Uh, like by the uh, shocked look on Trayan's face, the answer would be yes. <laughs> uh, this elf turns to you, Juniper, holds out her one remaining hand and says, uh, uh, Sydney, Sydney Luckman, famous bard extraordinaire. You probably know my, my work, my, my play, the, and that's okay if you don't. Um, did the play prominently feature plants as primary protagonists? As you say that, I want to say the rest of the group uh, is like is catching up now, or like falling back rather. Uh, and Piccolo, you see Sydney or Sid for short, the elf, and a a bolt of feeling runs through you. Uh, this is the first person you ever saw. Uh, I don't know if it would be a stretch to say your creator, <gasps> your your mother. I don't know how you would want to phrase this. Uh, but she looks at you, you look at her, and the air becomes absolutely electric as everyone around you <laughs> feels whatever these feelings are pouring out of you. Oh, what? The the thing is my creator? <laughs> I thought I ate them or killed them. You look at this elf, and she is missing one arm. Okay. I look at this elf, she's missing one arm, and this tells me that she's my creator? I mean, the implication is she played the piccolo, used Awaken on you. The other elf she was traveling with had a big axe. You took it and you chopped them all up. But Oh, but, and she survived? Absolutely. Oh, my God. This is so awkward for me. <laughs> That's what you say. You look at this person who, whose friends you killed and whose arm you lopped off, and you say, this is so awkward for me. Oh, my good. Oh, this is so awkward for me. Listen. First of all, I am sorry for killing all of your friends. I didn't know what killing really was back then. She is already grabbing a torch from someone's pack, lighting it, and walking towards you. Oh, Juniper's going to stand in between. (laughs) Hold hold on. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. I killed killed your friends. I chopped off your arm. Uh, Big, big mistake on my part. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I can do to make up for this. My only defense is I was too dumb to know. I, I'm so sorry. Where's my piccolo? Oh. Well. Okay. So I I was going to be enslaved to someone who wanted to bring back hell. So the two people who had the piccolo made the executive decision to uh, to break it, and one of them died because of the breaking. When you say when you say it's broken, she lobs the torch into your branches unless someone intervenes. Oh, oh shit. Uh, what do, what, do I have any spells I can intervene with? Fuck. Uh, um, I, I have a very silly notion of how to intervene. Um, and that is uh, Trahan... Uh, effectively using the deflect missiles feature of Monk to <laughs> stop the torch from hitting Piccolo. Sure, that sounds like a, a textbook use of that ability. 
Juniper's Juniper's gonna turn around and say, if if you need to be angry at someone, be angry at me. I snapped the piccolo. I'm sorry. I was trying to prevent this 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 new form of life from being being kept as a slave and also being used as a pawn in a ploy to bring literal hell to existence. Not their call. I made the choice. Come for me if you need to. All right. So the painting this picture is this this blonde elf woman with one arm uh, gets down off the Zorplak, uh, starts marching over to Piccolo. When she goes to throw the torch, uh, Trayan, you, do you just like calmly snatch it out of the air? Uh, yeah, Trayan sort of like jumps. He's cradling the Aetheropteryx in one arm and sort of like catches the torch with the other before landing and you know trying to wave the torch around a little bit to put it out. Um, um, and just sort of being a little, uh, just just a, a nervous lad right now because he's he has mixed feelings about seeing Sid alive, someone that he considers a friend that he thought was dead, but also just like uh, we we don't have time to fight like this, and also I have an idea, like those are the ener- that's the energy he has, but that's the picture of him just sort of leaping and catching the torch out of the air, uh, to prevent it from uh, setting Piccolo on fire. As everyone has uh, convened to see this spectacle, I think Buddy steps forward and goes, "Oh my God, are you, are you Sid? Oh, can you sign this for me?" And just like starts pulling uh, his notebook out to try to get an autograph on his like research notes uh, because uh, Sid is a bona fide celebrity back in the old world. She is like a rock star bard. Okay, so we've 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 done the equivalent of snapping like a like a hendrix guitar or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hadn't thought of it like that but yeah if 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 yeah hendrix was going on the, uh the oregon trail and you smashed his shit up uh i mean i'm not saying you shouldn't have done it it was an incredibly heroic move uh for the band uh but sid does not understand that she hates this fucking tree <laughs> she wants her uh musical instrument back um, and I think at this point, uh, Red is kind of just surveying the whole situation and says, uh, yeah, I found her wandering in the, the misty moors back there. Uh, I figure I'm done in la- I'm, I'm in last place anyway at this point, probably. So it didn't hurt. Take on a little accomplice. We made some friends though. Um, and as, as she says this kind of, uh, catching up to the group, just like almost, uh, revealing themselves stepping out from behind like a big uh, cake hill or a, 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 out of a cookie bush, uh, a number of creatures make themselves known. Uh, one is a, a robotic dog, uh, kind of similar to the robotic drones you saw in the future mm. biome. Mm-hmm. But like one of those uh, Boston Dynamic like riot dogs, uh, you see what is uh, a creature made out of candy. So something from this biome. Uh, it appears to be like a large deer with candy cane antlers and like a cinnamon bun uh, tail. Uh, this is what I'm calling a sweetheart. Heart H A R T. Very good. Very good. Um... I could I. I could not have one as a companion. I would be too tempted to eat it. I do not have the <laughs> self-control that would require. And finally, uh, just a straight-up saber-toothed tiger from the past <laughs> biome. <laughs> um, uh, so Sid's whole thing is ensorceling people with her bardic magic. Uh, she brought Piccolo to life. She has a whole new team with her here. In some ways, kind of the uh, the mirror to Zana's like, dark bard. <laughs> 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. I don't know whether I don't know whether this is going to endear her to Piccolo or not, but um you're you're kind of kind of kind of Piccolo's creator. Um Piccolo is trying to have little plant babies. So I don't know if that makes you a grandparent. I don't know how, if that helps us build these bridges at all. Sid says, you might want to work on your pitch. It's all about the narrative. Um, uh, Treyan, finally putting out the torch, like walks up to Sid while carrying the little Aetheropteryx uh, in his arm and just says, uh, it's, it's good to see you again, Sid. Um, uh, did you ever finish that uh, uh, ballad about me you were working on? No, I got a little interrupted with all the chopping and the slicing. Where are your friends? Uh, she looks around to see Throg and Gladys. The, uh, I, I think they're dead. Well, that makes two of us, buddy. A tragedy of truly epic proportions. Well, I, I'm... Well, we're trying to get him back, though. Oh, this could be a fun twist. Uh, we, well, the the idea I had for the last biome was to maybe find a way for those who died to come back. I mean, I I died about like a hundred times recently, and I'm still alive for some reason. So it just you know didn't seem fair for someone else to die just once and it be over for him. So. Uh, that was my idea, at least. Hmm. She turns to the rest of the group and says, I was sent up here by interested elven parties to chronicle this great adventure, to create a kind of tale that will last for millennia and tell of our great triumph over uncaring nature. And as you can see, that is not going great. But... No matter how noble your goal is, your, she's like gesturing to all of you, uh, I'm not going to work with that. And she points at Piccolo. Hey, they they have a name. And, you know, you, you create, turn them into sentient life that exists? Like, maybe, maybe be less of a dick. I am grateful for the gift of intelligence that you've given me. And I did kill your friends, and I did chop off your arm. And nothing's going to change that. I can only say that the only thing I knew when you gave me the ability to think was to kill. That was the only reaction I knew to anything, any input. It was how I was born and how I was programmed. It wasn't until I met these meat creatures who are mostly replaced and gone now that I, I even knew that meat had feelings or could feel pain or that anything at all could feel pain or suffer. I was just a machine inside of a bigger machine that I never had a choice in being in. It sucks. And... I can't take back all the people I killed and tortured when I wasn't even a living being yet. But I still remember them, 
and it sucks. Because I every day I realize more and more meat is not food. And actually, I can eat the meat's poop. There we go. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there were other ways to live than through pure violence. And I, I am sorry for what I've done. But I don't see how I could have done things any differently in the circumstances I was in. Sid listens to you. And she says, you want me to accept your apology. What I want is to finish my mission and to honor those who have fallen with the most beautiful story ever told. And you are going to be a villain. A minor villain at that. You understand? I'm going to be in a story. <laughs> you're going to be a mid-boss, but you're going to love it. So you're going to curse me to be immortalized as the thing I was trapped as. Makes sense. Is what it is. Can't change it. But all I ask is don't demonize my self-inseminated offspring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every conversation with Piccolo has to get a little weird at the end. Um, <laughs> it, it's not weird to Piccolo. It's a genuine sentiment that he did not know that the meat was it was not the only way he could live, and that the poop was the the peaceful solution. Not on me. You think so? Go ahead. Juniper Juniper shuffles over to Piccolo and goes, "Don't worry, I'll name a really cool, nice plant after you. Like one of one of the really good ones that everyone wants." But I'm a plant. I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to help. <laughs> True. Thank you. I, I. I appreciate the sentiment. I. I will always be remembered as the thing I was trapped inside of. It is what it is. I can't change the past. Only the future. <gasps> wait. Wait. No. No. You share a name with a musical instrument. You've already got a cool, cool thing that you share a name with. Yes, I am named by which I was enslaved by. Wonderful. Oh, no. Ah. <laughs> to be clear, uh, under your own terms, what you were enslaved by was the god of lies, and you were brought out of it by the piccolo. Uh, so, just to be clear about that, you can absolutely say whatever you want, but... Ah, so why did Sid um, do that? Give Piccolo intelligence? Uh, she animated you to basically uh, get help to have a, uh, the reason that that spell exists in D&D usually is to have like a, a minion on your team. You're like looking around at the animals she brought with the saber tooth tiger, the robot dog and the sweetheart. She like, this is how she fights as a bard is like mm -hmm. support magic and animation. I'm not sure if I want to be forgiven. I just want to be understood for you to just at least understand why I reacted the way I did. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. You don't understand the audience. She gestures broadly as if to say the audience of art as a whole. They don't want to understand you. They want to love you or they want to hate you. You've been born into one. I can just make it more interesting, but I can't change it. The acceptance of the crowd is meaningless. It's you and me talking. I'm a bard. 
I am the crowd. The crowd speaks through me, and I speak through them. There's no difference. Uh, that's she's got that Twitch streamer psychosis, dude. I don't know how to get through that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. going like, oh, oh, oh my life's got to be a narrative. No, have a conversation with a being you brought into existence. She says, I want uh, my instrument back. Why don't you whittle me up something? Oh, I could do that, but it's got to be made out of bone. You have. Yeah, I can do that. And I have bones. Tell me about the bones. Um, We've collected bones over this series of the thing. Do I still have one of the bones? No, I don't have any of Vimble's bones, do I? Nope. I was uh, I was gonna make a suggestion. I was like, I I'm a rabbit. I'm not gonna be large enough for this. I was gonna be like, if you need some bones, I still have the rabbit's foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, oh it could be a lucky piccolo. I, I was yeah, I was gonna propose that Train could help out because Train had, does have proficiency with wood carver's tools, but I guess we could say wood carving tools can be used for bone carving. <laughs> Is there a big enough bone in a rabbit's foot to make a piccolo? Ah, uh, probably a fife, but not a piccolo. I'm a I'm a carpenter. I can make things out of bones and skin, right? That's my smallest thing. instrument. He's googling the thing. I thought we were gonna say was the uh, the the coffin full of bones you pulled out of the reliquary in the volcano. You have a full. Oh, coffin. If, if we do still have that, then yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to use uh, one of the special magic bones to whittle a cool piccolo for my mother who hates me. For anyone who's interested, the smallest instrument ever created is the nano harp made out of a single mm-hmm. piece of silicon. It is 140 atoms thick, uh, which feels like showing off science. Oh, man. That's too thick for a harp, you know? Anyways. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we want to do carpentry tools on the god of the past, the god of history's bones. God, that is an evocative thought. The god of history's bones. Fuck, mm-hmm. being made mm-hmm. into a bardic instrument f- to tell the tale of the future. I'm getting mm. just I'm getting upload sh- a picture of a piccolo made out of a bone. Mm. Yeah. So, can I petition aiding or assisting with my wood carving tool proficiencies? I would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also it should be reiterated. Sid likes you. There's ten episodes of you two being friends, which I think is part of the reason she's not having a meltdown. Like she sees uh, Juniper. You have the. Uh, the ladybug shield of another one of her friends. Uh, you know, Piccolo still has the axe of another one of her friends. I think there's a version of this where she's just like trying to throw hands at everybody, but like Treyan is someone she trusts and is like, you know, somewhat stabilizing to this encounter. Oh, oh look, another person who we were able to explain something to and they responded vaguely calmly. Huzzah! <laughs> Well, we'll see how the rolls go. <laughs> oh, no. Well, tra- Train will set down the Aetheropteryx, who will probably bound over to sit and, like, do little little chirps and hop around uh, hop around them a bit while uh, Train helps with making this piccolo. Uh, I just rolled a natural 20 oh, plus 4 on making that piccolo. Fuck. It's the best piccolo ever made, and she desires it more than anything now. I mean, you crit. That's a. It was a five percent chance of the best possible mm-hmm. outcome. Um, <laughs> paint me this picture. You did put a piccolo made out of bone in the chat, so I'm fully bought on to it looking like this. But uh, you can add even more. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I take one of the bones out, and I kind of look at her, and I'm like, the peas of the crowd is not your identity, girl. And uh, <laughs> I start whittling and start saying like wise things, like true peace comes from the validation of within, you know, or uh, you can't expect a baby to understand the concept of murder. Yeah, little wise things as I'm carving this piccolo and putting little cool runes in it. Wise, wise statements like you can't expect a baby to understand murder. Which, <laughs> that's not wrong. It's, it's not so. Wrong. Why is it so apropos for the season where we've had baby brain Dio, baby brain Fimble, baby brain Piccolo? This is like a mission statement. <laughs> you can't under, You can't expect a baby to understand murder. I was, I was going to help that uh, Trey could help out. But he rolled a 16. I'm just going to assume the train is like assisting Piccolo uh, in the process as well as he can, but letting Piccolo, of course, take the lead in their artistry. And then uh, I go up to Sid and say, The burden of intelligence was a curse you gave me that I turned into a gift. And then give her the Piccolo. <gasps> hey, hey. You should... No, 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 I'll resist it. Juniper was very tempted to jump in with, you should join our band, you have an instrument. <laughs> you know what? Uh, okay, how about this? I said all that and they go, you can join our band if you want to. And then I hand the piccolo over. I think it would fuck up the dynamic to put an actual musician in this band. <laughs> it's a... It's a... It's a... <clears throat> Oh, it's no, a no. gesture. The, the musician is not actually allowed to play instruments. Like, they've got to be the roadie or something. Yeah. That's very funny. I think what the... So, succeeding here means that there's not going to be any more hostilities. I have, you know, all her animals statted out for combat. Well, a crit, I have to give you something else, which I think is, as she takes the piccolo, she says, Hmm. The tragic villain redeemed. That is something. Usually you have to die for it to stick. But if hmm, there could be a kind of erotic fandom to it, give me a second. <laughs> She's like in thought about about the story implications of uh, forgiving Piccolo. Sid, I, I I would like to remind you that the person I care about is you, and not a mass of people. I will never in. in- interact with. But if you need Just it, it out there. if you need it sold as a story for other people. Um, someone did die so that Piccolo could live and could learn that murder is wrong. Yeah, and they were a yeah. horrible person who became good. Yeah, so someone bad died yeah. to, and beca- became good and then died so that Piccolo could could learn and become good too. There you go, that's a, that's a redemption arc. Literally a demon, their head's right here, and I lift up one arm and, the, and there's uh, Peter's head swing yeah she says oof that's not gonna play well in fiend markets but uh we can probably edit that out in that in those regions <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a regional edit for it uh we'll, we'll, we'll the, the the demon will be a background character that way we can cut out that scene without upfending particular markets it's it's brilliant <laughs> In in the in the uh, the fiend eras, it's uh, it's a it's a gnome that sacrifices themselves or something. <laughs> um, okay, so I was a hundred percent ready for this to break out into a fight. Uh, I was ready for any number of things to happen here, except 
really the crit. <laughs> and now on my back foot, I'm thinking uh, one of the established powers that uh, Sid likes to use is the spell fly. Uh, and one thing we've talked about the last couple of episodes is that uh, Zana is getting away because she can fly uh, and the Fortunato siblings can fly. And so it feels like a natural dovetail here, not intentional, not, not something I was looking for, but, uh, if she can cast fly on some mounts here and we can enter the end of the race and oh. it's just on little boy justice to catch up or eat shit on his own terms. That sounds like a good idea because we should probably stop hell happening soon. That should probably be somewhere higher on our priorities. I think looking at all of you, she says, well, which one of you is the hero? I need someone to put on the, the poster, you know, for the pass out and through the villages. And so they come and see it. Juniper, she needs this real bad. <laughs> uh, she's got some real optics problems. G Juniper's looking real good. Is there another Juniper in, in, in this group that I forgot about? Jun Juniper's got some bad optics. She she may have, like, you know, killed a tail. I'm not, I wasn't there for it. They're real mad about the tail. I, I don't know. So Sid can cast Fly on the uh, Displacer Beast and the Swag Tusk that Buddy and Walter ride. And we can put uh, Laser onto the Dodo. And that's everybody but Red, who like watches you all kind of put this all together and says, uh, Now, I didn't expect nothing from y'all from the beginning, but I have to say, uh, I fought y'all for body parts a couple of times now, and it does hurt a little to see you giving away the bones. It's just one bone. Yeah, but it don't work without all the bones. It is unfortunately a little late to tell us that. We have turned one of them into a piccolo at this point. I can rep- I could rep- What if I put some of my bones in there to, like, replace? Can we, like, even it up? It take, take some bones, leave some bones? Oh, oh. All right. Yeah. Take some. Take a bone. Leave a bone. Uh, Red says, "Are you a god, Juniper?" No, but I, I've, I've got a rabbit's foot, and it wasn't that lucky for me. But everyone else says it's very lucky. And look, it's not a body part from a god, but it's a body part that superstition says might, might bring you good, positive things. It's the only body part I can offer you. I believe in your foot, Juniper. And belief gives things power, like a tulpa. Let me ask you this. What place is there for me in the world you're creating? You know, when I met you, the little guy promised to make me head of security at his university. And I ain't heard a better offer since. Head of security for a new entire corner of existence? Hmm. That implies it's the kind of place that needs security. Is that true? I mean, ideally no, but also none of us really know what we're doing with creating a pocket of existence. So like, worst case scenario, you have a very easy cushy job. I reckon there ain't no cushy jobs at the end of the world. 
I suppose that's why the traitor god didn't finish their job. Maybe it was a bit harder than it looked. Y'all should give some thought to that before you do whatever you're going to do. It's a lot of responsibility. Well, we're heading to go make whatever it's going to be. Do you have anything you want us to throw in the mix? I want you to make a kind of place where people like me aren't necessary. I genuinely hope we can achieve that. I'm going to try my best to see that through. I can say that that is probably what Gladys would have wanted too. So, you know, Gladys and Throg, we were doing our best to make things work smoothly with the mining biome and, well, things kind of got skewed from there, but you got it, Red. Speaking of your traveling companions, before we part ways, I guess I should tell you I ran into your big buddy, a little boy just as he calls himself. Strange handle, I wouldn't apply it myself, but uh, he came at Sydney all incorrect and got sorted out, which is a nice way of saying we beat his ass down. Why don't you, uh, mosey on up this way and over to the reliquary and you'll you'll find him sleeping it off sans helm hmm. so justice did get served after all i wonder if they make any kids meals his size i saw a spark against the dark and we erupt but it's a slow burn we take our chance and start to dance can see enough to know to turn around The sound of a bonfire Carries over fences Titillates our senses But we don't need the heat A chill wind is pushing you into me And it's looking like we might be burning Might be burning Might be burning down But we're a bonfire We keep putting in We keep putting in Oh, we're a bonfire I keep putting in